There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everyone. This is Gentry Estes, sports columnist at the Tennessean, and I'm joined by... Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. And we are Talkin' Titans, heading into another big game week. This week, we're going to be flying to uh, to California uh, to check out the Oakland Coliseum and its next-to-last NFL game, I believe. Next-to-last. So I guess we could hand our hats on that. That's right. It'll be So we'll get to go out to Oakland to see the Titans going all the way to the West Coast, um, playing another team with playoff aspirations in the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the Titans are, are generally, generally considered favorites in this game, coming off three victories, including a huge, huge win in Indianapolis on Sunday. A game that really looked like it could have gone either way until the last few minutes. Titans make a couple of huge plays uh, to, to be able to win that game and, and kind of knock the monkey off the back, so to speak, when it comes to, to beating the Indianapolis sure. Colts. It was a it was a huge win for the Titans just because of that. And I don't know, Eric, I guess we're going to talk playoff hopes. We're going to talk, you know, kind of look at the schedule the rest of the way. I think people are, that's what kind of everybody's thinking now mm-hmm. with the Titans at seven and five, you know, how does it look for the playoff picture? But before we get there, Eric, just kind of what were your takeaways from Indianapolis and what do you think it means for this season? Well, I mean, you look at the first half and, and, you know, so much of that was was worrisome in a familiar way, just with five sacks allowed in the first half of, of that game against the Colts. You know, Derrick Henry fumbles on the first play of the game, and immediately you, you kind of think um, for all the optimism and, and reasons to be hopeful about the Titans heading into the game, you're like, oh, oh great, this is how they're going to lose it this time. Uh, instead, they kind of flip the script in the second half, find a way to win. Uh you know, to, to me, it's just sort of the continuation of, of what we've seen, which is uh, sort of the offense's uh, renaissance with, with Ryan Tannehill under center. They're now averaging close to 30 points per game since week seven, which, you know, was, was if you told me that when Marcus Mariota was still starting uh, in week six, that, you know, through weeks uh, seven to 13, that they'd be averaging 30 points. I just would have said no way because, again, that, that's been the one thing that's been holding this team back. The special teams has been great, obviously, um, you know, from Brett Kern to, to the returners to, you know, these these key blocks that they've been getting. Field goal kicking is still, um, you know, we're, we're still seeing how that, that plays out with Ryan Sucka. But special teams has been great. The defense has been steady. It's It's been the offense that's been holding them back. And right now it's it's been the one thing that they've been able to lean upon and, uh, you know, they continue to get that. And obviously, I think you wrote it uh, earlier this week was, you know, just the fact that Derrick Henry uh, is is really getting going now, as he did last year uh, at this time. Uh, and to me, that that's kind of an extension of uh, a lot of things working well. Uh, you know, number one, the, the coaching staff sticking with him no matter the situation. You know, I think uh, you know, a, a situation that you could point to was just th- that they were trailing by the to the Chiefs by nine points in the fourth quarter. Continue to go to him in that game, uh, this past game, uh, their two-minute drill before the end of the half. They started that with two Derrick Henry runs that got them about 20 yards of offense, even with uh, about a minute 50 on the clock. So they're sticking with Henry no matter the situation, and that's leading to incredible results, and it's it's kind of something that we've – uh, and, and Titans fans in general have been sort of screaming since week one for them to do, and, and they're finally doing it. And Derrick Henry's taking full advantage. So I really think the offense right now is is 
working uh, so well together, uh, just sort of in harmony with, with you know, Derrick Henry uh, being the force and, and threat that he is. It's opened things up for the pass game and vice versa. Uh, Arthur Smith seems to really have found a play-calling groove for how much flack he got earlier in the season, uh, you know, with, with the way the Titans' offense was performing. So my takeaway, again, is just that the offense continues to hum as it has, this is now three straight games with with over 30 points, which again, for an offense that was struggling so mightily early in the season is is the biggest development. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the win itself wasn't without, you know, some concerns, uh, again, m- most of which came in the first half. Right. And I, I think as you've, you've gone back through these three games, you, you just kind of are waiting for that moment where they're the Titans, you right. know, where they're, they, they'll, like you said, that was like, that was going to be how they lose the game. They're going to fumble at the start and they're going to give up six sacks. Um, Even at halftime, that's what we were, we were saying. We were saying same old Titans and, and, you know, they were, they were down three points. How are they going to lose at this time? But they really did flip the script. And, and you know, again, they, they had lost 10 of 11 uh, in Indianapolis before this past win. So they really did um, sort of get the monkey off their back, as you said. You know, it seems like now, anytime the Titans have any success, you hear their players get asked the same question about consistency. And, right. and I, I, I think that's something that a lot of NFL teams face. I don't think it's exclusive to the Titans. It's just been such a theme to them, just because they've had such big wins followed by such disheartening losses over the last you know couple of years. That I still don't know if they've they've answered that, and it would. I think this is a tricky game coming up this week. I think this one's flying under the radar mm-hmm. a little bit. Like you hear, you know, that we're, we're recording this on Wednesday and we were out, uh, you know, with the team today. And I heard a lot of questions about overlooking this game with the Texans coming up after that. It's going to be a huge game against the Texans in the division. There's no question about that. Right. But, but the Raiders are in the playoff hunt too. Uh, they, they've lost a couple of games here recently. Uh, but to have to go out there and play them. And, and to come back off that big win over the Colts, I think the Titans really can make another statement here. Mm-hmm. And, and they're a better team than the Raiders, but the Raiders have overachieved this year. They're playing at home, uh, and, and there's there's some things about this matchup that would concern me for the Titans. Right, and on the surface, uh, you know, on a, on a very basic level, Oakland's 4-1 and one at home. Um, you know, they play well there. The Titans have to make a long trip. But, uh, you know, I agree uh, that this would be another sort of statement win. Uh, and I think all of these games coming up would fall under that category. Um, and just to the point you were making earlier, you know, this is my second year on the beat. I think last year, just in trying to pick the game straight up, I'm, I'm pretty sure I went 0-7 or 0-8 to start the season. It was just that kind of year where you never know, you never knew what you were going to see from the Titans. And, and there was a lot of that to start this year where, uh, you know, my philosophy in our, our Pick'em podcast was just to go with the opposite of your gut instinct. And finally, it, it does kind of seem like there's some consistency here with the Titans. But, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, this is a must win for, for the Raiders as well and, and for how well the Titans have played and how good they've looked uh, these past three weeks. If the Raiders win this game, you know, they flip-flop with with the Titans and, uh, you know, they're they're both 7-6. and six. And uh, the Raiders have the clear edge with just being head-to-head winners against the Titans in, in the race for that sixth seed in the AFC and, and second wild card spot. So this is a game, you 
obviously just can't afford to take lightly. There's there's playoff implications directly for both of these teams, uh, and you know you have to expect the Raiders to, to perform as such, even for how bad they've been uh, the past couple of weeks. Both of which both of those games were on the road. It's also supposed to rain. It is supposed to rain, and that that throws you know it kind of makes things a, a little wackier, a little harder pr- to predict. I. I don't know if that helps or hurts hurts either of these teams because they're similar. They both want to run to set up the pass. Yeah, yeah. They both don't take a lot of shots downfield. Um, but I feel like although you know Ryan Tannehill is right now averaging the most yards per attempt in, in you know a, a few weeks at least. That's, yeah, but it seems like every game about fifteen to twenty, sixteen to twenty one. They don't throw a ton, but no. when they do. Um, he's he's had a couple of home run type passes, which has been big. It's about perfect. It's exactly what you want if you're yeah, the Titans. It, right. This is the way you know the way the offense is operating now is to to a T what you're looking for uh, from this Titans offense with Derrick Henry sort of leading the way, um, the offense running through him, and then Tannehill hooking up with with receivers for a couple of big plays here and there. It's it's you know just as you said, it's it's what you want. Well, I've kind of beat the drum all season for to say when you look at this team who scares you you know who is their standout that can change the game well the one that we always came up with was Derrick Henry they just never fed him to the ball to let him do it mm-hmm. they're doing that now mm-hmm. and they're do, Henry's having a lot of success despite the fact that teams are clearly gearing up to stop him and I would imagine that's what the Raiders are going to do too John Gruden pretty much said that mm-hmm. and I, I wonder for the Titans, and, and we're we're, we're going to kind of talk a big picture here in terms of playoffs because I, I do think the Titans are probably going to get in the playoffs the way it's setting up. I know the schedule's hard the rest of the way, and I, I got to win this one. Mm-hmm. But assuming they do get by this game, which in our, spoiler alert in our other podcast, Eric and I did both pick the Titans to win this game, even though I think it'll be close. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we can get into. Why well, I think uh, I, I said on the other podcast too, I, I thought it was a bad matchup for the Titans because the Raiders throw the tight end so much over the middle of the field. Derek Carr is really good at that. Yep. And I said I thought Darren Waller was the best tight end they faced. I'm going to edit that and say Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Other than Travis Kelsey, he'd be the best tight end they faced this year. But I, and they struggle against Travis Kelsey as as most teams do. I mean, Mahomes threw for 400 something, but right. but I. I Josh Jacobs is good. The Raiders don't take a lot of chances. They're, they've been very good at driving the field and keeping the ball away from other teams, keeping the other team's defense on the field. The Titans' defense is the bend but don't break. You know They'll let a team drive on them, but they'll make plays when they need to make Still plays. Still good at, at keeping teams out of the end zone. That's a dangerous thing to be doing with these Raiders, though, I think, because they're just going to keep the ball a long time if you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think and, – and we talked about the pass protection issues. The Raiders have gotten a lot better at rushing the passer, most notably with rookie Max Crosby. Right. And he's, he's legit. And six sacks is way too many. The Titans were lucky to win that game. Uh, yeah. Giving up six sacks and two games in a row with, with a strip sack. Fumble lost by Tannehill. So, um, you know, I think it's never – I sound like a coach here, but it's never as good as you think and it's never as bad as you think. Yeah. And we, we're, we're it, it looks pretty good right now, but it would just take one Carolina-esque performance mm-hmm. to get this back. And so I think – it's a huge game for the Titans for that reason. They're all huge games for the Titans right now. But, okay, you get this one, you're 8-5. and five. I mean, do, is this a playoff team to, to you, assuming they do win this yeah, game? Yeah, I do think it is. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the Texans, the two games against the Texans are huge. But, you know, the one thing there is that if, if you do lose to them, 
uh, in a couple of weeks. You have a chance to, to get it back last week of the season. If, if you lose to the Raiders here, you know, that tiebreaker is gone. The head-to-head tiebreaker is gone. And, and so that's why it's a, it's a really big game, you know, for for the wild card. Um, and to me, I, I still think that's the Titans' best bet. Um, you know, they do have the division in front of them with the Texans twice and only being a game behind them. But we just saw the Texans beat the Patriots. And, you know, I think the Titans are certainly capable of beating the Texans. But but to ask to beat them twice, to me, is, is certainly a tall order. Um and, and so, you know, this game is really big. And then you kind of look at, at the other team in the mix is the Steelers. And you look at their schedule. They have the Cardinals this week. To me, actually, Gentry and I both made that um, our lack of the week this week on, on our other uh, Pick'em podcast. Uh, so we feel strongly that the Steelers are going to take care of business there. Then they have the Bills at home, which which will be tough. But, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh, uh, that's a tough atmosphere. Then they get the Jets. Uh, they've got to play the Jets on the road. Again, that's a game that you would think the Steelers um, could comfortably win. And then they have to go to Baltimore uh, final week of the season. And but that's they, a, they may be sitting everyone. Back right, exactly. That, that Baltimore might have locked up its seed wherever it is, either one or two um, by that point. So you might not even see Lamar Jackson in that game. So, you know, the the stage is kind of set nicely for the Steelers. Um, if you're the Titans, you're hoping they trip up once because, uh, you know, I think on paper the Titans' schedule is, is a lot tougher with the Texans twice. You know, this Raiders game that we just mentioned is not one that you could really afford to take likely. And, and then they have the Saints uh, at home in Week 16. So despite all, all you know, saying all that, I, I do think it's a playoff team. The Titans, I think they find a way. Uh, but they do have to find a way this week, um, and it's it's as we just kind of mentioned, uh, it's not going to be that easy. You get to eight and five, you split with the Texans. I don't know about the Saints at home. That's a that's a tough game to have to play there if the Saints are sitting here playing for home field advantage in the playoffs. It is. It it is one of those games that you know to me is one of those games that the Titans you know the past couple of years have, have found a way to win whether it's the Chiefs it this year or the, the Patriots or Eagles yeah exactly yeah. at home you know depending on where they are um, let's say the Titans win these next two games that you would imagine the crowd for that game to be you know really uh, one of the best of the season so you know to me it sets up as a game that the Titans could win but that is, is is obviously going to be tough. The Saints are a Super Bowl contender for sure. It's not a lot of margin for error, though. Not at all. You, I, you, you I'm be not hard. sure nine and seven gets it done. It didn't. It didn't last year. Yeah. And and you know, an important thing to keep in mind is that the Titans, you know, lost to so many teams, uh, AFC teams, early in the year from the you know the Bills, uh, which would be a common opponent uh, with the Steelers, who play them in Week 15. They lost a lot of those games that. Uh, sort of hurt them in the tiebreaker category, so that, you know that's why this this game against the Raiders is is so big. It's an AFC opponent, as opponent that if you lose, you can't really catch them as far as uh, you know head to head record. Uh, you know if if they have the same record at the end of the season as the Raiders, and they lose to them this week, uh, the Raiders have the edge. So it's a really important game. It's going to be tough. Um, and it's a long trip, so we'll, we'll see what happens. So here are the two paths here, basically, because you're assuming the Bills have one wild card spot locked up, right? With how they're doing. Um, so, yeah, there's either the other wild card spot. Now you're talking about the Steelers, maybe the Raiders, some other teams kind of floating around out there, or win the division. Mm-hmm. And I think I I don't know what to make of the Texans. It's they've they've looked phenomenal a couple of times. Mm-hmm. 
but they've looked really bad some other times. And I, I, there's a lot of people out there that think the Texans are just better than the Titans. You know, they, they how can they hope to, to beat them, you know, twice or maybe even once? And I don't buy that. I, I think that the Titans have a pretty good chance against the Texans, especially if you're playing them in a, in a one game winner take all kind of scenario late in the year. Well, it's not like the Titans hadn't done that before. Right. So who knows? Um, you might as well. That's basically would start off being a playoff game anyway. And I think I do. I think the best path for them is to win the division. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've heard a lot of that. I still think it's the wild card. Cause I, you know, I, I do just think it's hard to bank on beating the Texans twice. I think, again, I think the Titans to your point are, are certainly capable of it. I think they stack up. Well, I think they'll get one from them, but to bank on two, is a lot, and I think the Steelers could get tripped up, you know, at some point along the way. I, I don't have a ton of faith in them. To it's go. pretty stunning they're even in the playoff. The Steelers were for terrible all the turmoil for a while. that they've had, especially Didn't they the start, start the like season. zero and three. Or yep, and you know, losing Roethlisberger and, and the injuries that they've had with with no Juju Smith-Schuster, no James Conner. It it is quite remarkable. Um, but I do think they might get tripped up along the way, uh, and by that same token, it's. You know, it might be tough for the Titans to to run the table here when you're considering who they've got to play. So, I, I don't know. To me, what is the the better path? Uh, you know, I just know that it's going to be tough to beat the Texans twice, and I know that they've got to beat the Raiders this week. Uh, just to kind of say one thing that as good as the Titans have been, especially on offense here recently, and and they they've been as complete a team here in the last couple of weeks as we've seen all season. Mm-hmm. God, the pass protection's got to get better, and, and this. That is the one thing from earlier in the year that was a big problem that has not been fixed. And I don't believe there is a fix at this point. You, you've got who you've got out there. And I think the Colts did some things to, to make that happen and disrupt them. But other teams could do that too. And, and I, I just feel like if there's one big issue out there that could wreck all this, it's that. It had they lost that game in Indianapolis, that would have been why. Mm-hmm. And plus the fumbles, you know, there is some stuff there. One but caused I, by a sack, right? There. Exactly. You know, I, I think, I think at least part of it is on Brian Tannehill. I think in that game in particular, um, you know, there are a couple instances where he could have gotten rid of it sooner. There's just some things he could have done to avoid um, getting sacked. But you know, just having watched. Um, you know, a, a lot of the tape, I, I think there were some communication issues between center Ben Jones and, and rookie uh, right guard Nate Davis that, that caused uh, some confusion and allowed the Colts to sort of really exploit that. And That is where it was coming from. Yeah, mostly. and get a couple of sacks. So if they can clean those up, you know, we, we saw it the week before. We saw some some strides as far as pass protection. Ryan Tannehill was sacked only once. Um you know, a couple of weeks ago against the Jaguars, which was encouraging. Uh, we'll see where it goes this week. But but as you mentioned, the Raiders, you know, could exploit that. And if they do, that is, as you said, a recipe for, for failure. Six sacks is a lot for a team that it's ran too much. the ball as much as they did in that game. Yeah, and, and you know, only one sack allowed in the second half, which was big. I think, um, you know, if, if they kept up that same pace as the first half, it's a different result. Um, so if, if they can clean that up, if they could cut down on the fumbles – uh, honestly, th- this past game against the Colts, you know, it, it shouldn't have been as close, or you know, shouldn't have been ten to seven at halftime with the Titans losing. But they kind of kept just shooting themselves in the foot. Um, other than that, though, as you said, they've been pretty, pretty well rounded, uh, just with how solid they've been. 
they're they're I, I think most would agree they're doing what they need to do with Derrick Henry now. We've been clamoring for this all season. Everyone's been clamoring for yep. this. If I talk to anyone Titans fan, that's the first thing they bring up. Right. And, you know, it, it's it's a lesson that you thought they would have learned last year, but whatever. It's happening now. They're using Derrick Henry, and they're winning games. Um, he's running for all these yards. I, where I think they should have some, some confidence here that maybe wasn't there before this little stretch is – if you get in a situation where that's not working, Henry gets banged up. There, th- you know, you can't necessarily rely on that every single week. I do feel like they have a quarterback that's playing well enough to mm-hmm. make plays and keep them in the game because he's done it. Right. Um, if if things start getting away from him, but um, you know, he's got to be he's 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 got to not have six. He's not, he's he's got to be able to be comfortable behind the pass, uh, behind the, the pass protection. Right. And, and I'm not sure Marcus Mariota ever was. Yeah. I think that got in his head too much and, I, and yeah. um, happy you know, feet, and he did, happy yeah. feet toward the end of, you know, his, his run as the starter. It, it kind of seemed like, you know, I spoke about this on the podcast uh, during those weeks. It's just that the clock, the internal clock in his head, you know, said that uh, I've, I've only got so many seconds to, to get rid of it before, it's just going to collapse, and, and that kind of led to him walking into sacks just because he, he pulled the plug a little too early. I think Tannehill's been been better about that. I think he's been good inside the pocket. This past week was was a little bit of a step back, but uh, listen, when, when he's getting protected and when he gets rid of it, he's been super efficient, um, one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, he's making big plays. You know, he's, he's not throwing it 40 times a game. He's really only throwing it. 20 or so times a game, but he's making, making the most of those throws, uh, you know, is, is averaging almost 10 yards per attempt, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, so if they could keep that up, that's big. You know, I agree the pass protection has to continually be there. And, and, and to me, Gentry, the sort of, I guess, confounding thing is that, you know, the, the run blocking has been really good. It's been solid. Uh, it's just the pass protection that has, has really, um, been a season lot headache for them, uh, but we've seen in recent weeks that behind uh, you know the run blocking that the Titans have, Derrick Henry has been able to get a lot going. Yeah, and I'll say the the one thing the season's kind of taught me watching it is um, it so much of it relies on who you have at quarterback. It can yep. change everything instantly, and it can make you know, an offensive coordinator looked like a genius all of a sudden. Arthur Smith's calling a lot better games with Ryan Tannehill than he did with Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. It's funny how it works that way. And, um, you know, I think the whole team's kind of responded to that. But uh, All right, well, that'll do it for uh, this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Please drop us a review. Five stars would be great. What? Any rating is good, but I would take five stars, don't you agree? I would, I would as well. Yeah. For uh, Eric Bacharach, I'm Gentry Estes. We'll see you next time.